I would just like to follow up on an issue that's been talked a lot about. I'm sorry if you talked about it before the q and I just came in late. Um, and that is protecting the endothelium and the oil issue. <clears throat> you know, my first learning about the endothelium was, was with Dr. Esselstyn, you know, and I actually wrote down one drop of oil will destroy your endothelium, never do that. And then of course, and I understand the patients he was working with, you know, extremely sick people sent home to die. But then, you know, the years have gone by and then you know that there are, uh, it seems that some cardiologists and some other plant-based docs have a little bit of a different take on that, um, particularly with olive oil and avocado oil because it's low in saturated fat. So partly on what I'm trying to get, and I actually heard Dr. Williams recently in, a pod, uh, being in an interview say, even a guy like him, he uses a little olive oil because he's so active and he needs calories and blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to understand, it's so hard for me. It's like, do I really, is it really one drop is going to destroy your endothelium or is it just a, a more? Because like in my house, we are whole food plant-based, normal weight, um, but my husband did have elevated LDL around 125, 130 with a CAC score of uh, 94 on the left, nothing on the right. Um, uh, 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 little A was normal, but I did notice that he had an elevated heart CRP. And so we just put him on Zedia because he couldn't do a statin. But I really, you know, I'm just trying to understand better this issue of like, will one drop of oil destroy? Because we have, you know, these other cardiologists saying a little bit of oil is not a problem. We have the Shar's eyes, you know. So if you could talk about that. Yeah, no, great, great question. I didn't address it in, in extreme detail um, in my presentation, but I would say that I do have a 17 minute YouTube video just talking about oil. And um, to try to keep my answer shorter than 17 minutes, what, I, what I'll say is, first of all, focus on oil, and second of all, a little bit um, on your husband's situation, that um, you know we do know that oils are very highly processed, they're very calorie dense. So what I concluded, uh, what, through my opinion and research and uh, experience, attending all these conferences, talking to all these experts, is really, uh, you know, there's individual variability. Some people can tolerate some and some people can't. So it's similar to um, smoking cigarettes. You don't need to smoke to live. Uh, you don't need to consume any oil to live. You need fats, but you can get fats from unprocessed plant-based foods, right? And so how much smoking can you tolerate before it causes damage? That's significant enough. Well, you know, everybody's different. How much oil can you tolerate? So what I would always say is if your LDL is under 70, that's the, again, the key, right? So even olive oil is 15% saturated fat. And even the saturated fat in olive oil will raise your LDL cholesterol. So that right there, if somebody's LDL is over 70, it is a sign that, hey, um, maybe you need to cut it out. And then I always say you got your ideal body weight because it's very calorie dense and will lead to weight gain. And so if you are not at ideal body weight, then cutting out the oils, even olive oil, uh, would be beneficial. And then if you watch the end of that video, I do comment on the inflammatory markers because almost all oils are high in omega-6s, especially compared to omega-3s. And the ratio is really thrown off. And so they can be pro-inflammatory. Uh, and so if you want to make sure your omega-3 to omega-6 ratio is adequate, you know, we evolved of a more close to a one-to-one -one ratio, 
then cutting out the, the animal foods and the processed oils are important. So Dr. Esselstyn, I attended his course as well over in Cleveland just for you know, my own educational purposes to learn what he, he tells his patients. And I do know that one of the reasons he says not a drop of oil, one of them is because he doesn't want you to be addicted to the fat taste. And even if you have just a little bit, it's gonna be a little bit more and a little bit more, and then a little bit of nuts and a little bit of seeds, a little avocado sneaks in there and this gets snowballs out of control. The heart disease reversal is percentage of calories from fat at 10% or less. So he didn't want a single drop in oil of oil anywhere in the diet to keep people away from other fats as well. And he would say, you know, there's some endothelial studies. Yeah, the brachial artery tourniquet that would show that many different types of oils can cause dysfunction. And for the people who say, what about this research study and that research study that shows that olive oil reduces risk it is almost always what we call a substitutionary benefit. So what that means is if you substitute animal fat, saturated fats from animal sources for olive oil fats, which is lower in saturated fat, you're gonna have a benefit, right? You're gonna have less heart attacks and less strokes and it's gonna make it look like olive oil is good for you. And essentially every single study that has shown olive oil is good for you, it's always been a substitutionary benefit where they remove the animal fats and add the olive oil, right? And, you know, the analogy I use for that is it's kind of like saying, let's do a research study and compare cyanide to arsenic. Let's give people cyanide and arsenic and let's see what happens, right? Oh my gosh, the people who get all the cyanide, they die real quick. And people who get the arsenic, they don't die so fast. Maybe arsenic is good for you. Let's all eat arsenic, right? Well, no, uh, it's not good for you. It's less harmful than cyanide right? That doesn't mean it's healthy for you just because it's less harmful doesn't make it healthy. And so the only way to really answer the question with a high degree of confidence would be to take people who are whole food, plant-based, no oil, add the olive oil, follow them over time, follow their markers and see who has events. And of course that study hasn't been done, which is why this question is asked a lot. People don't really know the answer and there's differences of opinions. So I always say when you want to be very aggressive, Restricting the oil is important if your LDL is over 70, if your inflammatory markers are high, if you're not at ideal body weights. Uh, you know, if having a little olive oil, similar to the nuts and seeds answer, if having a little bit of olive oil in your diet helps you to maintain the more plant-based diet in the long run and helps to avoid animal-based foods and processed foods, is it devastating? It's probably not devastating. And many people can tolerate the olive oil and canola oils low in saturated fat as well. And people question about, you know, flax seed oil because of the omega-3s and everything. You know, it's a hard question to answer with a high degree of confidence, but if all the parameters are not normal that I mentioned, I would still avoid it as, as much as, as you can. Dr. Loam, thank you so much for that. Um, again, just you very gracious with all of your time and your answers. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on. We've got another question here from Bob S. Bob, I am unmuting you. Hi, Bob. Thanks, Ben. Hi, Ben. Thank you, doctor. It was a great presentation. Thank you. you. Just answered some of my questions about olive oil and flax oil, because I know there are a lot of health advocates and vegan doctors and uh, vegan nutritionists who actually recommend it, but you explained your thoughts on it. So that was great. My situation, I have to say, I'm very uh, frustrated um, and it's very disconcerting for me. I, I 
had been a lacto-ovo-vegetarian for about 30 years. I added fish in for about 20 years. I'm 74 years old. <laughs> so I've known about a lot of this stuff for years and years and years and got some mixed messages. Um, and my weight is great. I weigh about 140. I was always exercising. Never smoked, never drank. Last year, I had four stents put in. That was devastating, I have to say. Yes, my LDLs were high at the time. Yes, my cholesterol was high at the time. I was eating a fairly uh, good diet. Uh, I would say plant-based for the most part, but I went off here and there. And I have been on vegan regimes like for maybe one or two months at a time and so forth. That was difficult to understand. Now, I also have been on an antidepressant for 25 years. Um, and I suspect I'm genetically predisposed. Um, but I feel, and I, you probably feel the same way, you can kind of overcome that predisposition. Both my parents had high cholesterol. They did not have heart disease, though. Um, neither one of them. But they both had high cholesterol. Um, again, in my situation, I, I always felt I was living a healthy lifestyle. And then I got angina. I was playing pickleball and I got pains. <laughs> and uh, as I said, uh, last year was four stents. Now, let me get to this part. This is the good part. I went to an integrative cardiologist on Zoom, a six-month heart-healthy lifestyle based on Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic. Um, the Renew Food Plan, it's two for functional medicine at the Cleveland Clinic, low carbohydrate, uh, because she was concerned about uh, sugar, high sugar, which can contribute to heart disease as well. So um, I've been on that for five months. Um, my LDLs went down about 90 points, same thing with cholesterol, 100 or 90 points, yet they're still high. And about a month ago, two of the arteries clogged. And at this point, I'm trying to recover from that. <laughs> and so my cholesterol at the highest, it was 297. After that five month program, it went down to 211. My LDLs went from 247 to 154. Yes, my regular cardiologist who put the stents in wants me to get it down to 50. I was on statins at a, uh, during that one year period. It got down to 70, but I had so, much, so many side effects from it, I had to go off it. So I was off it, I was off all the other medication except for the aspirin, and then this happens, the two clogged arteries. So that is, uh, it's like I'm banging my head against well, the Yeah, so well, yeah, I get it, I was banging my head too, I understand, yeah. If your LDL was over 70 for a long time, the plaque was being laid down for decades and decades and decades. And so it wouldn't be a surprise to me. And I know your parents didn't have clinical heart disease, but I almost all people uh, end up developing, you know, plaque buildup by the age of 18. Nearly 100% of, of people have visible to the naked eye cholesterol plaque. So I'm sure they had some. What I would say though is, uh, we need to be science-based and evidence-based. Like I said at the beginning of the Q&A, 
And there is a lot of criticism of functional medicine, integrative medicine, homeopathic medicine, naturopathic medicine, that they're just not science-based. There is no good published randomized controlled trials to support their recommendations. Yeah, you could put a big name like Cleveland Clinic on it, but it's still the whole concept of functional medicine is not based on endpoints, you know, like basically, again, they have a lot of um, physiology that they talk about and insulin resistance, all these things, that's all fine and dandy, but is their approach gonna prevent a heart attack and stroke? And the answer is no, the data hasn't shown that a functional medicine approach reduces outcomes for cardiovascular disease. Lifestyle medicine has the evidence. So strong evidence, that's what Dean Ornish does. That's what, called, that's what Caldwell Esselstyn does. That's what all these eating more plant-based, that's a lifestyle medicine approach. So I would ditch your functional medicine specialist, find a lifestyle medicine specialist and listen to what they have to say. People tend to like functional medicine people because they won't try to make it go 100% plant-based. I'll never forget, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, He's at Cleveland Clinic and he just says how he loves, he's a functional medicine doctor and he says he loves lamb fat. Ah, that's completely against everything I just said in my whole talk, right? Cholesterol, saturated fat, animal-based calories, yet it's lamb fat is okay to consume on a, yeah, Dr. Mark Hyman, thank you, uh, uh, is, uh, is okay to uh, consume. No, no, it's not. It's not an evidence-based approach. Find a lifestyle medicine doctor you know, go see Caldwell Esselstyn. He'll talk to you on the phone. He, he still does that. He just talks to patients randomly. You just go to his website, send him an email, he'll call you. It's crazy. Uh, but you really need to take the lifestyle medicine approach. You can reduce your LDL cholesterol down and protect your endothelium simultaneously by ditching the, you said you're a lacto-ovo vegetarian, which probably means you were at most 80% plant-based. And every person's different how far they have to go to protect their heart from cardiovascular disease. Some people can get away with that 80% uh, plant-based mark and they're lucky. Other people need to be 90%. Other people need to be 99% or nearly 100% in order to make sure that over their lifetime, they don't develop the you know, cardiovascular disease. So at this point, if your LDL is still 150, you need to knock out the cholesterol and the saturated fat to a, um, a dramatic degree. You need to be more unprocessed plant-based as far as you can. And what I really recommend people doing in a scenario like yours is just go all in for one month, pick a day, go crazy, get ready, get your food ready, get your recipes ready. 100% whole food, plant-based, no oil, low fat, do it for one month, then get your numbers checked. See where that LDL goes. And you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, it's 60 or 70. I can't believe it. It's never been this low off medicines. And you're going to find that that's, that's going to just be evidence to yourself that that's what you need to do. That's the approach you need to take. So find a lifestyle medicine uh, doctor and, and get the percentage of calories in your diet as close to 100% as you can from unprocessed plant-based foods. Mm -hmm.